Do you want more behind-the-scenes photos? Yeah. How about full, uncensored access? Oh, yeah. Maybe you just want the full VIP treatment? Well, for as little as $1, you can become a loyal Patreon of mine at patreon.com forward slash Trinity the Tuck and enjoy behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and tons more content before everyone else. Plus, there's exclusive merch. Check it out today. Mmm. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today I'm talking to the crazy kooky Manila Luzon. Today we'll be talking about sisterly scandals, hot topics, and more. Hi guys, it's Trinity the Tuck, and welcome back to work. I'm here with my very special guest, Manila Luzon. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so excited that you're here. I know, I'm so excited. We're, we've been on tour, our Drag Queen Christmas together, and uh, yeah, so we're taking some time out of our busy schedule to do a podcast. Whack! Yes, so if you hear like some noises and stuff like that, so sorry, we're on tour, there's lots of loudness around us, but we're doing the best we can. Um, anyway, so there's a couple of cool topics that I want to talk about today. Mm. Um, we're going to talk about sisterly scandals Ooh. and um, some hot topics, some stuff that's going on uh, with you and with, with things. So, things and things. Things and things. So let's get started with some sisterly scandals. Sisterly scandals. Oh my God. Um, something that happened last week. Um, that I want to bring up because I thought it was a, a cool topic to maybe talk about. And it, it kind of references several different queens um, in the past, like, month or so. But specifically, the Vivian... The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. Yes. So she declined to perform for The X Factor because they didn't want to pay her. Wait, wait, wait perform like how what was the performance that they were asking her to perform like i mean at girl i don't know they probably just wanted her to, to lip sync or, 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 or sing live or something that she does i don't exactly know the details of like what the performance was supposed to be like but regardless she's having to put on makeup and a wig and use her her fandom yeah. to promote the show so um she decided not to do it because she wanted money yeah well i mean now that she won uh UK and they don't give you a cash prize. I mean, the bitch needs to start working. So no freebies, I think. I mean, I agree. It's kind of like the whole thing I mentioned in the last podcast with um, Miss Fame not getting a bigger budget for that music video with Justin uh, Bieber. Justin Bieber. So I can totally see. You know, people want to capitalize off of RuPaul's Drag Race queens because of the fan base and the. Extreme beauty that we offer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think it's right to pay the queens. It's, it's right to pay anybody that, especially that you're using specifically because they have a fan base. You're using them to promote your own show. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know the specifics of Vivian, the Vivian's 
um, performance request on the X Factor. But, you know, like, everything has different values to different people. You know, I, I mean, she just was crowned the winner of Drag Race UK, so she has to set herself or her own standard. So she is allowed to pick and choose how much money she's going to get for her bookings. So if someone's like, oh, do it for free, then hell no. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you're having to pay for... And, and now there's such a like a, a an expectation of the caliber of drag that you present as being on TV. You know, you have to have a sickening costume, sickening hair, makeup, uh, maybe probably even dancers and stuff for that kind of performance. So yeah. that's going to cost you thousands of dollars just for one one for one, one performance. Number. Yeah. Especially because X Factor is not just some small little you know bar show. This is TV. People are are going to be seeing this. So you would have to invest a lot into it. Um, the, the thing about it for me is that like, there are, there are some things that, you know, might be worth going on. And like, it maybe it was, maybe it, to some Queens, it is worth to do it for free for the exposure, for the experience, uh, just, or just to, would you do it for free for free? Uh, I mean, I would ask for a budget, but I mean, it, it, I mean, girl, you have you have like over a million followers. You have like a million three hundred thousand followers. That's that's a lot of followers. There's a, there's some actresses, and I could them. use some more. Okay, <laughs> and if that means I have to go on X Factor for free, maybe that's worth it to me. But it's it's w- worth it to other queens. You know what I mean? I feel like for the Vivian who just won Drag Race. You know, it's it's like she doesn't need the exposure because she just won Drag Race. She has and all the also it's like it's like a a. Kind of like a slap in the face, girl. Like, I just won, and you're just you're already wanting me to do stuff for free. Like, can't you pay me? I'm already not winning a a, a prize money. Yeah, I won a goddamn pin, girl. I won a I won a a web show on World of Wonder Plus, which apparently is not very difficult to do because I think everyone has a show on World of Wonder Plus. I mean, yeah, but but um, I don't know because like sometimes it's like. Sometimes it's, like, interesting because, look, sometimes people offer me money uh, that's too low to make it worth my while for, like, a bar gig. Um, But I don't go on my social media and blast the club for not wanting to pay my fee. You know what I mean? So part of me is, like, girl, it's business. So if someone can't afford you, you don't have to put them on blast. Well, you know, well, I'm sure she did some of that for for multiple reasons. One, probably because it's a legitimate problem and she wants to make it known you need to pay us yes and also too it's kind of good publicity for her i mean any publicity is good publicity and for her not to get paid by such a big uh tv show and her turning it down and that's kind of diva-ish you know it's good publicity for her Uh, yeah i mean it looks good for her because like oh i'm so successful that i don't even need to to waste my time yeah um but I, I don't know, because there are some other queens I'm sure they would love the opportunity to, you know, con- you know maybe they got kicked off Drag Race too soon, or maybe they weren't able to showcase what they really can do. So maybe a show like X Factor, which probably has more viewers than Drag, Cra- Drag Race UK. Um, but do you think that X Factor is going to ask a queen who got voted off early to be on there? No, they're not. They're only using the Vivian because she's, She's got such relevance. She won the show. Or maybe she was just um, 
afraid that she doesn't have the X factor. I don't. Oh! <laughs> I don't believe that. Shade. I've seen. I've seen her perform, and she's she's really she's sickening. She she can sing live. The bitch is pretty. She has the looks. You can't clock her lace fronts. Yeah, she's, she's got, got that she's prosthetic got... nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever um, told uh, a show or an event that was a big profile? No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, name, names, sh- name names. Name names. <laughs> I need to name. I, I need to hear names. I'm not the type of person that goes off. Oh yes, and... you are. Now tell me. I, I want to know. Not, I know because like it's I just know, us here. This was like a <laughs> yeah. And everyone listening. All three people are listening. Um, no. I understand. I understand, like, saying it out loud so that people know. Because I know that, like, Delta, she was asked uh, a while ago to show up to the premiere of the Maleficent movie, or the the sequel. And she was excited because, you know, this is right around the time when, you know, she's, like, she's Emmy Award winning. And she thought, like, oh, they're going to, you know, ask me because I'm in the industry now. But then she found out later that they're like, oh, okay, we want you to dress up in a Maleficent costume. And she's like, oh, well, how much is the budget? And they said, we don't have a budget. We would just like you to attend. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, if you want me to dress a certain way, then that's like a paid gig. Like, that's like a request. You're not just asking me to show up just to, you know, come see it. Right. As like a spectator or as a guest. They're wanting something specific. So it made sense that she would get angry about it. Although I know Delta Work probably has a Maleficent costume in her closet somewhere because I know she like does... Disney theme shows all the time. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen her in Cinderella, Snow White. Uh, I'm sure she's ca- has a Maleficent costume. But I mean, but to her, it's like it's 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 kind of like the Vivian. It's the fact of the matter. You're asking something very specific of me, and you're not even want to give me a couple of dollars to pay for a wardrobe. You know, I totally I totally get it. Yeah, but like I mean, like the other side is like you know other drag queens you know, showed up to this premiere, the Maleficent premiere, and they seemed like they had a great time dressed up in their Maleficent outfit. I saw Shangela was there. Nina West was there. And you know what? For some people, that experience getting to be invited, even because we're, we're drag queens, like we, a lot of us like never dreamt that our lives could be this grand. Oh, and ever, bitch. Ever. Ever. So to have that opportunity to come hobnob with celebrities and come to like a, legit red carpet. I'm not talking about a RuPaul's Drag Race premiere where it's at uh, West Hollywood and they... <laughs> you better call them out, bitch. And they and they have like a, sl- a little slap it's of... Is that a hotel, bitch, in the hallway? Girl, it's <laughs> it's at Rage, girl, in West Hollywood. No, um, this is like a legit, like they block off Hollywood Boulevard and they like have like a legitimate premiere. So, I mean, it would be really cool to get the invite. I mean, actually... I was invited to it, and I was unfortunately uh, out of town, so I couldn't do it. Um, you but were, it was you were booked and blessed, but uh, you booked and blessed. <laughs> but um, you know, I would have loved to to go see it and, and see the movie before everyone else, and see Angelina Jolie up close and um, whomever. Is yeah, it. but I wonder. I've, I, this is a topic I've already talked about too, so I don't want to get too much into that because we've already talked about it. But the um. I wonder if they actually really, you said hobnob with like real celebrities. I wonder if they really got to go well, in there and I, hang out with them. I and- know that for the, specifically for the Maleficent thing that they wanted to have a photo opportunity with Angelina Jolie while the queens were dressed up as Maleficent and Ginger Minch, whatever I mean, she was dressed girl, up as. It's a picture with, with unless, unless Angelina yes, Jolie but, is like- uh, Okay, but like, okay, so here's the deal. I performed with um, 
Christina Aguilera on stage for her tour. Mm-hmm. I did was not a paid gig. Um, but she requested me to come up on stage. And of course I did it because I'm a huge fan of Christina Aguilera. I got to be in the meet and greet line, which I don't know how much it costs fans to to pay. At, to least, meet. at least $1,000. Really? Okay. Well, the, I, I got a $1,000 discount because I, I got to do it for free. And I got to be on stage with her for her final number. And I got to be backstage and, you know, hang out. Um, and I was drunk the whole time. I had a great time. So for me... It was worth it. It was worth it. And I also had a dress made specifically for that gig. Did they pay you for it? No, they didn't pay me for the dress. But, you know, I make enough money. I can just, like, make a quick little dress and then whatever. But, you know. Right. Uh, so, for me, it's... For me, it was worth it. Um, and for other people, it, maybe it's not. But, yes, it is It is a kind of a... It's a topic. I don't, I, I, I'm, like, here... I'm, I'm, like, on the fence about... About it. I, I don't know. I guess it would just, I would have to be presented with this specific opportunity to be able to be like, yes or no. I've been fortunate for the opportunities that I've done that are really big like that. Mm-hmm. They have been paid and they were paid well. And so it's kind of hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a free one when, and it's not as exciting as what I did before. Yeah. To be like, Oh, I don't get anything, not even for budget. So, uh, but I think I think that in the case for Vivian, for the Vivian, I think in the case for the Vivian, it's probably the fact that she just won. She, the UK drag race is still new out there, so they have to stand their ground because people will take advantage of drag queens. People expect drag queens to do the most for nothing. Yeah, because. That's how most of us start. We start in amateur nights. We start in like, you know, being the backup dancers for someone else. We start by um, being in a Todrick Hall video. Um, just, oh, so, damn the shade. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you have to think about like, you have to stand your ground. And I think that that's what the Vivian's doing. And as the winner of Drag Race UK, I think that she has to put her foot down and it's, you know, for everyone else as well. So I, I stand next to her for that reason. Um, but it doesn't apply to everyone because, you know, some people value money differently than they value experience. Well, before we move on, I want, I want to just make one last statement about this. Is You know, I, I, I totally understand where she's coming from for this instance, but I do hope in the future she does realize, like you had mentioned, we are drag queens. We, we were underground you know, club performers before we got lucky to be on a TV show. So we're not Mariah Carey's. You know, we have to 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 uh, remember to that we were blessed to be doing this. And even if you're not going to do the opportunity, you have to bow out gracefully. And I don't know what the circumstances were with that, but definitely she needs to 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 keep her composure through the through through anything that you decide not to do. Um, yeah, because, you know, whoever is asking her, I mean, it might be like a casting agent or it might be like the actual TV show or the producers of the show. Who knows who's the actual person. But the fact that they thought of her in the first place says something. Yeah. Okay. Then the second thing is like, okay, now they know that she won't work for free. So they might not offer her other, even if it's a paid gig. Or, I mean, yeah, it's it really goes on like how you handle the situation. Right. Right. Well, um, off of that topic, let's move on um, to a hot topic. <gasps> so hot. Mm, hot topics. 
scorching. Um, something really exciting from like my heyday of of drag before Drag Race. Uh, the Pussycat Dolls are coming back together. Oh my god, I know, and I'm so excited for it because oh, the Pussycat Dolls were everything, 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 and it's so it was so heartbreaking when they broke up because it was like it's like all girl groups they just all break up and then it's like we all have to wait around for them to reunite and finally the Pussycat Dolls are reuniting. Well, I think, sort of. I think what happened is is that well, first of all. Let's be real. It's Nicole with backup dancers. And that's what forms the Pussycat Dolls. Really, that's what it is. It's Nicole, the the lead singer, and then the Pussycat Dolls are her backup dancers. And um, she probably thought she was going to make a really successful solo career, like Beyonce, breaking Mm -hmm. away. And she's she's so beautiful and so talented enough that she could have, but for some reason she didn't catch on doing that. I remember seeing the Pussycat Dolls when I went to... Uh, Britney Spears Circus, circus. Tour, I saw them and too they and they opened were... for, and I was like blown away I was like yes bitch yeah they were so good I remember I saw them I saw them open up for Britney in the circus tour in New Jersey and I was, was kind of like I was like after their performance and Britney went on I was like oh, well Britney, Britney why, wow they thank... need a close for you bitch <laughs> don't <laughs> don't get outshined by your opener yeah Um, but they were amazing but you saw the the live performance that they did yeah, I think it's great. Well, here, well, to for people that aren't familiar with the uh, with the Pussycat Dolls, they aren't. They weren't. They didn't start off as a singing group. They started off as a dance group, like a burlesque troupe oh. of dancers. Because like um, Car- Carmen Electra was part of it, right? Yeah, and then they would have like guest celebrities, like Carmen Electra come Kim, in. Kim Kardashian was in one, Kim looking Kardashian, awful. I think Pamela Anderson might have done it. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. But um, yeah, they would have like this troupe of amazing dancers and they would do these burlesque cabaret-y style things like I think it was back in Vegas um and then they would have uh like a celebrity or a star kind of like fill in for like the star and then it wasn't until they were like let's make this into an actual pop group and they uh, you know hired Nicole Scherzinger who is just talented beyond belief because wasn't she on like one of those I think Nicole Scherzinger started off in one of those like Talent shows. I don't know, but you, you, you're saying her name probably perfectly. I, I don't even pronounce her last name like that, so I'm so sorry if for some reason Nicole ever hears this. I always say, I always say her last name is Schwashinger. 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 No, sure. Okay, now you made me. I don't even know her now. Now you messed me up. <laughs> um, but no, because the. So I think that's really what kind of happened with. Pussycat Dolls is that they were taking themselves as like a singing girl group as opposed to yeah like Nicole Scherzinger and her backup dancers. Well, in the in the new performance that they that as their comeback thing, it was like a montage of everything. Girl, like the lights were going off on the other girls and spotlighting Nicole on so many things. I'm like, bitch, they are really making you know the star is Nicole and the rest of those bitches are backup dancers. And that's kind of how it always was, to be honest. Yeah. Like when in the in the push my buttons and don't you wish your girlfriend and all that, all that, it was Nicole. She was the beautiful one. She was she was ethnically ambiguous. She was sexy. She could sing. She could dance. She had she was a full package. And then she had the whole cheerleader effect where you put her next to a whole bunch of other hot girls. And then all of a sudden, like, it, they're just like the hottest things. Now, I don't know 
if the other girls could sing, I'm pretty sure the one black girl could sing. Well, she's not even in it anymore. Well, because they've replaced her with the like. So the original there was an original one that was a little older. She was yes, red-headed, the redheaded one. The redheaded one. They replaced her in and went on to what was known as the Pussycat Dolls. Well, now the the black girl, I can't remember her name, she was like, I'm, I don't want to be part of it. So they replaced her with the old one again. And so she's part of I mean, the, the redhead is still stunning. But what I find kind of comical is now there's two redheads, two blondes, and only one brunette, which is Nicole. Yeah, I think that's kind of a genius thing because when you're looking on stage and you, and you see the star, usually it's the opposite. Usually it's like Madonna is the blonde and then she has all of her dancers dye their hair so they're not blonde so that you can spot the so the star on stage. Um, but I bitch, think, like, I mean, I, no, I, I think Britney I, Spears does the same thing. I don't think she has blonde backup dancers. I get it. Their the, hair. The, 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 the backup girls are probably making Buku Bank off of this too, but I would not want to be like put off to the side, bitch. And and not ever get your moment of like in the spotlight. I, I'm the star. You know what I mean? Like at least with Destiny's Child, you knew Beyonce was the lead, but you still knew what the 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 names of the other two girls because they would be they would go in and out of the lead sometimes. The other ones, I don't know none of their names. None. Of them. I don't know none of their names. We should have probably looked it up before <laughs> we <laughs> started this podcast. <laughs> anyway, but there, there's a clip of um on that performance. There's a clip of where is the performance? Was it the X Factor? I don't remember. It was one of the. It was the Simon, X Factor. No? Simon Cowell's one yeah. of his thousands. Uh, the cat dolls right? talent shows. Yeah, but um they they did a clip of their new song that's going to come out. I guess mm-hmm. um I don't know the name of it, but it was it's it's good. I can't wait to hear, like, a thousand drag queens do it, because that's what's going to happen. Well, and then also, it's, like, easier to do um, a Pussycat Doll song now, because there's only one singer. <laughs> right? You can lip-sync it yourself. Right. Um, well, I think I think it's a really good choice, because the thing is, like, I feel like back in the day when they started the Pussycat Dolls, they kind of, they didn't establish the rules of the group. They kind of made it seem like, oh, it's an equal equal thing for all the girls but in fact no it's actually nicole is the beyonce and the rest of you are the michelles interchangeables (laughs) the michelles so i think that this time around they're like okay we are focusing on nicole scherzinger she is a star let's make her a star and the pussycat dolls are amazing dancers and they, they are there to uplift and support her act and Kind of like how uh, the Supremes started out as the Supremes and then changed to Diana Ross and the Supremes. Oh yeah, because she the star emerged. The star emerged, and the Supremes were like interchangeable. Like you could oh. like we just find another black girl in a doo wop wig and we'll put her in the back, and then no one will know because as long as uh, Diana Ross is there, people will pay the money. But the Supremes actually still exist, even though uh, Diana Ross is her, is her own separate entity. The Supremes are still touring, touring, really. I've never, I, I, I you know, know they're, I mean, they're old ladies right now. I don't even know if they're the they're original. They're probably doing lunch, lunch foods now. Girl, they, they're probably doing, they're probably uh, closing our act tonight <laughs> at, on this tour. But, um, isn't the, the Destiny's Child, the Destiny's Child, Destiny's Child is getting back together for a tour. I think I heard. Well, that would be amazing, but, um. Yeah, that Which would be Which is amazing. weird because, like, Beyonce doesn't need that. I wonder if she's only doing it to like help out her her sis- her sisters. I think what it is is that 
it has enough time has passed where it has not it's no longer like overplayed but now it's like nostalgic because like when i think of destiny's child i think of the early 2000s oh yeah and that is 20 years ago God, I cannot believe it's really been 20 years. So, like, and when the Spice Girls are reuniting, that was over 20 years ago. So it's, like, yeah. perfect time for them to, like, the music is coming back. Like, people are like, oh, my gosh, that reminds me of my childhood. It gives them good memories. It's a feel-good. They are now adults. They have money to pay, a lot of money to go to the concert. Yeah. This is the time to reunite your girl group. And so if it's working for, if it's working for Spice Girls... And now the Pussycat Dolls, I think that it would be perfect for uh, Destiny's Child well, to and the, the Jonas Brothers just got back together, and it's been a huge success for them, too. Where, mean, where's Hanson? All the girl groups should get together. <laughs> we got the Jonas, the Jonas sisters and the Hanson sisters. Bitch, I wish I would love to go to a Hanson concert and do some oom-bop. That's the only song I remember. Uh, yeah, it would, the, it, it would be like move down a few keys, maybe down a few octaves because <laughs> yeah. they're like grown men now. But, um, and as long as they're wearing sickening human hair lace front wigs. Yeah, I'm, you never know. You never know you the never difference. Know. <laughs> well, um, moving on from that, something that pertains to you, um, I'm a huge fan of this show on Netflix. Um, I started following it because Willem was involved and I didn't, I never heard of it before until I saw her post about ah, it. Yes. Which was the Eastsiders. Eastsiders. And you're on this Fi- on the final season, now on Netflix. It's really cool. Yeah, Eastsiders started out as like a YouTube show. And each of the episodes were less than 10 minutes long. And really? It just, and it was just like this, um, uh, these it's little stories and snippets of like, you know, the gay, uh, like just a little window into like a gay, the gay life and gay relationships, modern day. Was it a set cast back then on Netflix? Uh, you know, it. It kind of, it was before, it was on YouTube, and it even I mean, that's what I meant, on YouTube. Yeah, Yeah, I think there was, like, it's like an ensemble cast, and they had some, like, big actors on the show. Um, And then it kind of got picked up by, it got picked up by by Netflix, and then they started flushing out full-length episodes, which is really cool. What is your role for uh, this season? Like, what is your character... Okay, so Willem's character has been um, through most of the most of the series, and I had played um, a small role, like season two or season uh, season two probably, um, of like a drag queen at a bar. And so w- what the writers did is that they kind of flushed out my character and they kind of developed more of a character. And uh, my character is Barbie, and uh, she is the hair and makeup person for uh willem's character willem's character uh is surprise surprise a youtube drag a drag queen has a youtube series but that but she wasn't that that wasn't her character in the previous seasons right i don't remember seeing that i don't know i think they kind of just i think they're they just all of a sudden what we're going well, add this honey <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> throw this in there we're gonna throw it in there so uh the the season kind of follows um Willem's character is getting married. So Willem is kind of documenting on her web show uh, the process of getting married. And, and it's, a, it's a lot of uh, conflict of, you know, personal issues with her relationship with her fiancé while planning a wedding that she's also, like, you know, trying to uh, show to her viewers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like where does the personal side and the celebrity side like where's the boundary so it's kind of interesting but my character is um 
you know, she's an inspiring drag queen and she just wants to be in the wedding because she wants viewers. Because oh. she wants to, she wants to. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like you now. <laughs> sounds like you now. Yeah, put me on the X Factor. I'll do it for free. Just give me more viewers. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> is the same actress that was in Eastsiders before that one that was on Crazy Rich Asians? Is she still in the series? Constance Wu? No, she's not. I know that's one I of the. Heard, I heard some tea about her bitch. Oh really? I heard she was really, really hard to work with. Like she becomes such a diva. Like no one wants to work with her. Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Constance Wu. I I loved her in uh, Hustlers. Yeah. Oh, I oh, that's l- another thing. So I heard that she because she was like the like the is it called an antagonist or not not antagonist but like the, the protagonist whatever that is the pr- protagonist that she she demanded to be billed before J Lo J Lo and like she had a huge um, like brawl with the producers or whatever because she wanted her name above JLo's because she was the star. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the it is the story is like I mean not to talk we're talking about East Siders but we're now talking about Constance. Wood. I mean, she was she was part she, of the East Siders. Well, that's just that's like billing and I don't know if that's necessarily like her doing or if it's her no, manager. No, she she threw a fit, honey. Well, I mean, I mean, if it sounds like some shit you would do, it will. It, that is something that I would actually pull. But, <laughs> but like you know, for an actress, that's you know, like she's amazing in Crazy Rich Asians, yeah. and she's a, I love watching her. She's the funniest character on Fresh Off the Boat on ABC, and you know, she's proving herself a, a star and the, proving that she can carry the a film or a TV show. So. It does. It does make sense for her to to want to get top billing, right? Um, although, like, it's going to be hard when you're on cast with Jennifer Lopez. I mean, so, yeah, like, girl, yeah, yeah. You so, be, you, just good just luck. Just be girl. happy that you were number two. You know, because yeah. Jayla, I, girl, I would be at the bottom of the list, girl. I don't, I don't care. I just want to be next to J Lo. Because, bitch, did you watch Hustlers? Oh yeah, uh, J Lo on that pole. Fantastic, girl. I don't she, know how they did that. She. Re- she reminded me so much of Demi Moore in uh, what was striptease? Striptease, bitch! Oh, 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 I lived. It was so hot. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the deal: like when you're when you're an actor, uh, sometimes you might be the main character of a movie, but like you know, I think in Superman, uh, Marlon Brando was in it, and he's a huge at the time he was huge star so he got top billing even though he's barely in the movie superman and the movie's called superman and he's not playing superman so it's like but he if he gets top billing because he's the uh, well, they do that to draw yeah to, to, to sell tickets and that's, the movie. and that's smart yeah and so it makes sense that constant would want to to put her name it's just to kind of like prove to put her foot down like the vivian like i am the star of this movie uh, well, good luck, girl. Um, but yeah, she used to be on the East Siders, and it, I was hoping that Constance Wu would make an, uh, make a reprise her role on the East Siders for the final season. Unfortunately, she didn't. Um, but that's why they hired me. But because, did you have fun like filming it? Oh, it was great. It was really, it was really fun to see because it's it, it's a very low budget series. You know, like we don't have million dollar budgets, so like we did this out of. Uh, uh, the love of the project. And you did it for free. I got paid. Um, 
Not much. Did you pull from your own wardrobe for I this? I pulled from my own wardrobe. I developed my own character. I decided that I wanted to play a blonde drag queen just to kind of set it off from like I don't want people thinking that I'm playing Manila Luzon. Yeah, that's Manila cool Luzon. that you you get you, you it shows your diversity. Yeah, and like you like to play different characters too, yeah. you know, like it's fun to it's fun to like play different characters and uh, the funny thing is like when you're a drag queen um when you first start doing drag you feel like oh my gosh this new drag persona that i have is like such a freeing experience and like i feel like i'm getting to be something i've never been before but when you do it for a long time that becomes so much intermeshed with who you are that it is nice to actually like be like you know what i'm gonna like blacking out a tooth i'm gonna like put on a nun costume well also with with drag race and like you're put on a tv show and you like they they help you develop your character through editing and stuff like that you you have an expectation of fans they want to see manila with black hair and the blonde streak that's what they want to see so so for you to take on a role and you're completely different it just shows you're not just that one shtick you know what i mean so, so that's what really was fun. So yeah, I, I I pulled my own drag. I helped create a little character. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it was like great to 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 be on set with all the other drag queens and all the, an entire crew of queer people coming together, trying to make a a really diverse show, telling stories that um, you know are are kind of true to like the homosexual lifestyle experience experience of today, which is kind of nice. And it takes on some interesting topics. Uh, So I encourage everyone to watch it on Netflix right now. Well, that's that's something I really love about what's happening right now, which when I was a kid girl, I would have never thought like this would be reality that we would be seeing all of this uh, queer movement and it be accepted as, as widely as it is. Um, Speaking of, queer shows and uh on Netflix on Netflix um you and I are both on a new series that RuPaul stars in called AJ and the Queen. Yes, and they just released the trailer for it this week. It looks so, so good. I know. It was such a fun experience to film with all of the sisters. How okay, so how many episodes are you in? Cuz there I know there's there's 10 episodes total. Um I personally am in the finale episode. Wh- wh- how many episodes are you in? I don't know how many episodes I'm in. I'm going to assume one, but, you know, who knows? They might have a flashback scene. I might pop up and another. But it doesn't really... I think I'm just in one episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm in this scene. I don't want to give anything away, but I'm in a scene where we're backstage at a drag show. But, and I'm with a whole bunch of our Drag Race sisters. Oh, so you're and in, like, a collective. Yeah. Do you have a big role compared to, like, other... I have or? some line. I have some lines. I mean, I'm. I feel like when I went in there, I was playing myself because I feel like that's what people are kind of wanting well, did to they, see. Did they, do you have a name, or is it? Are you Manila Luzon? Um, or did they? Even I think I'm. I don't think I even was given a name, so I just showed up as myself. Yeah. I, I think what the cool thing was is that it. It kind of ta- like the show kind of takes place in our reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it. I feel like it does do a very good um, representation of what it's like to be a drag queen. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, j- stepping on set, they literally, like, we were, you would think that we rented out some old, decrepit, old theater to turn into our dressing room. But no, bitch, this they was created on a soundstage. Yeah, they created it, yeah. They had, they had 
uh, water stains on the ceiling. It was cool. They yeah. they had created um, all of our dressing areas. They even had like uh, styrofoam containers of food. Like I was like munching in between sets. Girl, like, yeah, it, it was. It, it they researched. Uh, so much on the show, and it, I feel like it's going to be a really, really fun show to to watch. And it's just really cool to see RuPaul, you know, acting and you know playing a character that's not RuPaul. Not, yeah, not RuPaul. I thought it was really cool. I loved the experience. I I was really frustrated through the um, the hiring process, the casting process, because they had um, contacted me to audition for three different roles. Um, and it like through a period of time. So the first role that they had me uh, uh, audition for, I sent in a tape or whatever. I didn't. They didn't want me for that. So then they sent me another one a couple of like weeks later or whatever. And I did that, and they didn't want me for that. And um, from what I was told, Michael, the Michael Patrick the direct, King, the director, yeah, director, he specifically wanted me for a specific kind of role. So they create the the finale episode that I'm in. They created that character for me. And I don't play myself. I play, I mean, it is kind of me, but I play, and I can say this because the trailer kind of gives it away. I play a pageant queen, like a, like a, but like from Texas, like big hair and um, like an evil pageant queen, bitch. It was, it was fun too, bitch. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. So I'm I'm really excited. And, and I got to, in my episode, the only other drag race girl that I really interacted with was Juju. And, um, so it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun and we weren't like one of the scenes we were on a soundstage, but the other, we were actually in like a theater where they do, they would put on a, a pattern. So what I liked about, like what you said is they did do their research. It was authentic to what an experience would be for a pageant. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's really, it's so funny because actually on tour here, we're on tour at a Drag Queen Christmas and we were literally getting ready in this old theater and they had converted one of these old rooms in the basement, which was like elaborately decorated decades ago. Like it had gold gilded, you know, things on like chandeliers hanging from the ceilings. And I was like, this looks exactly like the set that we were on. Yeah. Um, And it was so cool just to be like, wow, they're really... They really paid attention to the details. So if they paid attention to the details on the set, I'm hoping that they... Uh... Oh, it's got a budget. Oh, it's a big budget. Oh, yeah, it has a b- big budget. But I'm, I'm hoping that it's it's a really good show. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I just think it's going to be really fun because for the viewers of... Uh, that are fans of RuPaul's Drag Race, you're going to be catching Drag Race actresses throughout this this whole series. And I think it's just, it really goes to show that, like, RuPaul is really supporting us all. And, you know, she's cultivating... Crea- crea- yeah, she's creating opportunities. And- nurturing nurturing her, her babies, you know what I mean? It feels so wonderful to, like, get to be part of something that now, like, it's crazy because, like... W- on set of Drag Race, like she's the boss, she's the head right. bitch, right? Right. On this, on she this is set, not because. Uh, oh, have, w- did you ever catch like Michael like tell her what to do, and she's like, "Okay, here, I'm gonna go over here." Yeah, it it's, was... it's kind of a little bit out of her element, just a little bit because she's so used to the the being uh, the, the head, of the... yeah, of Drag Race. What it, what I thought was interesting was you know all the, through Drag Race you don't really get an authentic one on one time with Rue because. It, it's it's very timely. Like they have yeah. you scheduled, and she she's off 
stage before you get off stage and all that stuff. And, and, and when you interact with her in the workroom, it's being filmed and, you know, you're separate. It's just Yeah, you, uh, you, you can't just, like, start talking about, like, random shit. You right. have to be talking at what's at hand in the competition. So right. it's very limiting as to, like, the conversations you can have with RuPaul. Uh, I mean, like, on season three, I, I think the one moment that I actually kind of, like, had, like, a personal moment with RuPaul was when she was just kind of, like, between uh, between shooting different work tables, she was, like, looking at uh, the Queen's workstations, and she noticed that I had Kylie Minogue's fragrance um, uh, on my station, and then, you know, we talked about Kylie's album yeah. that had just been released at the time. And, you know, that was, like, nice because I was like, oh, it's not about Drag Race. I can talk to you like a human being. And um, What I found, found was really cool, uh, when I got there, I didn't know what to say, girl. This was, like, the first like scripted acting thing I had ever done and I was really nervous and I was in the um the dressing area for like the the B cast you know like the the not RuPaul yeah um and they they were like RuPaul's requesting to do a readover with you in her dressing space and I was like bitch what I'm like really nervous to go in there and so I go in <clears throat> to the room and I'm waiting for her to come in there and so she comes in and so does um the little actress that plays AJ mm -hmm. it's it's literally just us three so I really get a sense of her as a person which is really like made me like clutch my pearls because I just was like I, I've never seen this side of RuPaul and for her to interact with this little girl was even cooler yeah, cooler because yeah. she's she was very endearing she was very calm because this little girl was bouncing off the walls and the way that she like handled this little girl was just so cool it was just a cool idea to see a different side of the the person that you think RuPaul is and then and then actually get to see a real person. And so that was really cool. Yeah, because at this at, when you are cast in a show like this, like, you know, we're all actors. We're all part of the we're all part of the ensemble and everyone has to work together. So it's it's a little it's a very different from reality TV where you're just kind of making it up as you go along. So, uh, yeah, you do have to rehearse your lines with RuPaul if you have lines with her. Yeah, it, it is really cool because I have I have a my, an, um, my scene. I has, have a little re reaction or interaction with RuPaul as well. Um, and it's really fun to act with RuPaul because usually RuPaul's the one sitting in the director's chair, you know, you know, directing you or judging you or whatever. Right. So it's really cool. To and she be... doesn't really have a script on the show. Like for this, for AJ and the Queen, she is a very is a script. Oh yeah, those she has to learn her lines. Yeah, the, the same way we. Yeah, it was actually really it was really kind of fun to see, kind of be like, oh, now that tables have turned, RuPaul. Like, yeah. Now you're in the acting. We challenge. get to see you be nervous, bitch. Because <laughs> and, and I felt like she was a little bit because like she has a lot of lines. Yeah, I I I would say like my experience. I didn't think that RuPaul was nervous but, but I do I could tell that she definitely was taking this very seriously maybe that's what it was maybe and, not yeah, necessarily it was, nervous it was like but... a, it was like you know it was a pressure because yeah. you know the the show is about her right. she's the queen in AJ and the Queen and so... she looks like the queen bitch the her hairstylist and makeup artist and wardrobe uh, stylist for AJ and the Queen is off the chain bitch she looks so Good. I can't wait to see this. When does it come out? It comes out, I think, January 10th. January 10th. Oh my gosh, that's so soon. It's, it's very soon. So I'm really excited about that. 
Okay, you guys. So when you, you guys have to share this trailer, you guys have to make sure that everyone's like looking and watching out for this. I mean, if this is a success, then they will pick up a season two. And, and we maybe can, I can be a villain for the season two, bitch. Maybe they will write my character as an <laughs> aspiring drag queen who yeah. just wants to do someone's make. I don't know. What's I would live. Happen? I would live. <laughs> let me let me murder an extra, bitch. I'll, I'll become a villain. I love. I love it. But um, off this topic, I want to talk about something that I, the fan base, you know, loves to talk about. And um, was fun because we both experienced this too. It was All Stars 4. Ooh, Yes. So, um, you have, out of most queens, have had a lot of experience with Drag Race. You've been on season three, three All Stars one, and All Stars four, and yes. then and then bits and pieces in all, all of the different seasons, girl. Yeah, like a, you know, like showing up on the first episode, <laughs> right. you know, to like scare the girls. So, how was your experience with All Stars four different than the other two seasons that you were on? Well, All Stars. All Stars 4 was a very fun experience because... I agree. Because, well, first of all, I had no idea that I would even have the opportunity to come back because I thought, like, oh, I did the first All Stars, so that must mean, like, you know... like You, were done. Hun- yeah, you were done. There's yeah. hundreds of girls to choose from, so, like, why would they go back? So the fact that they asked me back again, I was just, like, super thrilled to come back. Yeah. And then also, like, the show is now on VH1. The budget's bigger. The audience is bigger. It's been over, like, a decade since they started the show, so... Did you know that you were, were going to be, like, a single competitor versus um, in pairs? Or did they... They didn't tell you any of that going into All-Stars 4? In All-Stars 4, no. I, I assumed that we were all going to be competing because everyone watched All-Stars 1, and they all figured that doing the couples thing or the the pairing was unsuccessful. Although... My theory is, is that it was a little bit unsuccessful because they kind of surprised us with it. You know, like, oh, you're going to be competing as a pair and you have to be this pair the entire series as opposed to like, okay, this episode you can be paired with someone else or this, you know. But somebody told me the reason why they did that was because they only got approved for so many episodes and they wanted to pack as many girls as possible to give the girls the opportunity. Yes, on All Stars 1... Logo was the network that was airing Drag Race, right. and uh, they kind of had a little bit of extra budget, so they they had been pitched an All Stars um, from Worlds of Wonder, and uh, they said, "Okay, uh, Logo bought six episodes," and then World of Wonder was like, "Okay, well that's like only six queens." So, like, we want to have a bigger cast. So how can we have a bigger cast but only end up with one winner? So then that's when they came up with the concept to do it in pairs. Now, I have nothing against doing it in pairs, but it would have been nice... If you would have known ahead of time. It would have been known. Or, like, you would enter the competition as pairs. Because I feel like that would be a really interesting thing to see. Because, like, you you could plan together. You could plan your looks, your 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 wardrobes, your... Like, you could choose who you want to be with and... Although it is fun to watch queens pick each other and then kind of scramble. I feel like when you go to All-Stars, like that is, it's All-Stars. It should be even bigger and grander than a regular season. And when you throw that kind of uh, uh, wrench into the cogs and wheels of like what we do as drag queens, it really kind of, it doesn't really showcase everyone at their best. Well, one thing I liked about the fact that they surprised you guys was the fact that 
some girls were really happy with their partners that they got, and some were not. Like, and that created a really you mean Pandora box. Well, it, was it, not. It, it created a really interesting um, uh, dynamic to the show because some people were super happy and some weren't, and so it created that that friction that you need sometimes for good TV. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But I mean, it would have been really cool if they were like. Because, like, if you're going to go to the Olympics and you are in figure skating with pairs, right. you just don't show up like, hey, I'm, you know, going to be figure skating. And they're like, okay, you're going to be uh, doing a routine with the girl from China. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't practice. You didn't rehearse. You're, this is, like, a, a big deal. So, it, it that way, it was, like, kind of sucky. So, if they were ever to do pairs again, I think it would be really cool to, like, actually have no, you ha- yeah, no, come in as pairs and, like, really, like, sit down and really come prepared to do... A, pair, a, a series and and compete in pairs, but the uh, All Stars Four experience was so much fun. It was so cool. I think just it was really cool just because the production had been working with drag queens for such a long time, and they knew what they were doing, and they knew the needs yeah. of a drag queen. They had spray paint for us. They had sewing things. They had you know like yeah, glue. By, by now they had figured this all out. They, they even they even had they even had people come out with trays of bite-sized hors d'oeuvres. Oh, yeah. Because they knew that we wouldn't sit down and eat a spaghetti lunch out of a freaking plastic, you know, styrofoam container. But they knew that we would pop a little, you know, pig in a blanket in our mouth to keep the energy up because we didn't want to fuck up our lipstick. Right. So that was, I thought that was fucking cool. Yeah. I was was, like, what? What do you feel like, like going into, because you didn't know who the cast was before you entered the workroom, correct? For All Stars? Right. I mean, I had I mean, an idea. I mean, we all kind of had an idea, but, but like, going in and you saw the cast, did you think, okay, I'm going to win? No. You didn't think that? No, because the the way that All-Stars is now set up where the girls vote each other off, it it's too hard to predict what's going on. Because, like, you there could be, like, a Morgan, a Morgan McMichaels would be like, I'm going to kick off the strongest competitor. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you literally could be left. I mean, depending on how who the competition is, you literally could be left with, you know, the girl you never thought was going to win could win because all the other people took each other out. Um, Which kind of happened on one of the seasons. Not, not, that, not that the winner wasn't a good queen, but just was an unexpected winner. Which season are you talking about? All-Stars all, all stars 3. Because everybody thought Shangela was going to win. And it, it just was... Yeah, it was it, it was, was... it was a shocking moment that she wasn't in the top two because the cast vote, voted her... Didn't vote for her in the top two. Yeah, and that was another thing because, like, they always... They, every season it's they try... Twist. Every season they try to put on these twists and so you don't know, like, you don't know who's going to be voting for the, the winner. You don't know, like, if you send home a girl, is she going to come back in the last episode and fucking, like exact her revenge on yeah. you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like it, it's just really difficult because going into all stars with the competition of like knowing like okay the girls are going to be kicking each other off so, uh, but they might also come back and vote or they might just come back in the in a mirror somewhere um it, it's difficult because so, you never really know so you just kind of have to be prepared for anything and so going into all stars i was just just happy to get to be on the show again, even if I was kicked off the first episode. Um, How did you feel whenever you finally did get voted off with with 
because I, I have my personal feelings and we actually kind of talked about it backstage right before your elimination because you were in that holding cell and I was going up into that room and I was like, because you were like, oh girl, I'm about to get voted off. And I was I like, was no, there's no vote. way that I they're going to like, vote you. I was like, what am I going to say when they kick me off? What's my little thing going to be remember, I was like, girl, there's no way they're going to vote you off because you're doing so well. And you're like, no girl, just wait. And then bam. Yeah, I think, well, because I think a lot of times like history says like, oh, you know, I was up against Latrice and Latrice had already been kicked off and then she had come back. And people always just kind of go for that. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you got kicked off already. So you're fine to get kicked and off And that's again. what I thought. I was like, girl, well, and, and not only that, but. No, but as a competitor, like you're like, well, if I can, if I'm going to be up against the girl that already got kicked off a few episodes ago or this other bitch who's fucking slaying the competition, <laughs> um, then I probably would have kicked me off too. I, I wouldn't have because this Well, is, I know you wouldn't have. This is the reason why. Because your legitimacy as a winner is not as, like, people, it's just not looked at the same. You're not looked at as, like, a true winner if you don't really beat the person, the people that you should really be beating. Because if you win up against somebody um, who doesn't deserve to be next to you in the finale and you're just the best of of who's What's left, left, yeah, you know, it just does. It, your legitimacy is not there now. I I'm very fortunate that the girls that were left were 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 good, but I, in my heart of hearts, know that you should have been in the top two with me, and one of us would have won, if not both of us at the same. Yeah. All, all, everyone could have won. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what I. Th- to be honest, like when I got kicked off, it was such a gag. Right. Because even the people that saw it coming because of Reddit and stuff, like, it was shock. Oh, it was shocking. But that's what they love to do on Drag Race. They love to shock the audience. And it was good TV, Girl. It was good TV. And so after that big shock, almost towards the end of the season, like, they were like, we need to have, like, something. You can't just have, like, oh, and and, and, okay, and so-and-so wins. No, they needed to have, like, a big, you know... Some another big shocker to end well, all shockers. Well, well have so. you heard of? And we're not going to spill the tea on this, but have you heard of the rumors of what they're doing for All Stars Five? Like it, the things that they're talking about are kind of like it's it's a different. Their their format is a little different. Well, I don't um, I don't doubt that because they've always tried to shift it. Like there isn't when you go on Drag Race for the first time, you kind of have an idea of how to play the game. Oh, you do, you? I didn't. I didn't. I thought it. I was going in thinking it was a legitimate competition. Oh, well, you learn real quick that it's not you about... Do, you really it's, learn. It's about making a TV show, not necessarily, like, about yeah. who does the best... Especially going track. into All-Stars. Then you... Re- you go Because you already have that experience, and you especially, because you have two seasons of experience, you know you got to go in making good TV, and that's what it really is about. Yeah, and I, I think that that's really why, like, I... Was just happy to be there because yeah. like any any airtime that you get is good air. It's it's good for my career. You know what I mean. Do you so, think this is a good question? Do you think that you should have won? I think I could have won, but I think I could have won all the seasons that was on. But the thing is, like, if I had won the first my first season, then I wouldn't have been asked for all stars. And if I if I won the first all stars, I wouldn't have been asked on the third. So when I look at it. Uh, when I am able to step back from it and not really be like, oh, I really wanted to win. Because of course I wanted to win. Um, and I could have... You, you've, you've, it's been more beneficial for you not to have won. 
Yeah, because I get to come back. Also, it, there's, a, there's a really weird thing that happens. And I don't know, maybe you can say this is because you, you won. But there's a difference when, you lo- when you're this close to winning. No, it, it's, it's, people, it's so much better when you, when, you don't, almost win. when you don't win and you almost win because you're considered the Rob Queen. Yeah, because people, people want to root for you. Yeah. People want to root for us. And when you win, they can't root for you anymore. Right. And so then they start turning on you for some reason. I see it happen girl, all the time to I, the girls. The, the Reddit was complete. One eight girl going into uh, into all the show. Stars. Yeah, they they, I, they were like all about me. Front runner, front runner. And we're then and then should have won you, season nine. Th- then I won, and, I, and then they were like, "Oh, Manila, you're not that. You're not that. Um, Monique should have won. I mean, like they were just grasp, grasping at it. Anybody else should have won besides you and yeah, Pheromone should have won. Yeah. <laughs> we can't even say that with a straight face. Girl. Sorry, girl. Pharaoh, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so I I am very happy that like I got that experience with you because I, th- I think you're great. I, I I've always thought you were a you know one of my favorites from the beginning of when I saw you on season three. You're definitely a star. I hope you go on another All Stars and lose so you can go back for All Stars fifteen again. Oh um, my god, that is so funny. Um, yeah, I mean. To be honest, like, I was really excited, uh, and I'm really happy, and the relationship that we were able to form on the show was, it's really special to me, because watching you on season nine, uh, coming in as, like, this polished pageant queen, with that whole stigma of, like, what pageant queens are, and you coming there and shattering it, and breaking it, and doing all these silly, weird things, like we did the 90210 mom thing, oh my god, it's so fucking funny, and so... I'm really happy to be able to come into a show like All Stars 4 as a seasoned queen and see, like, the younger queens. Not that you're younger than me, but you're actually much older than I am. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Well, (laughs) you bitch. Well, your ass is younger than me. My nose is younger than you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um... To come in there and see, like, you know, I mean, it's it's great to, you know, I mean, I wish she wouldn't have kicked me off, but I mean, to have, like, Naomi Smalls, like, calling me a legend, like, calling me her Lady Bunny. It's Girl, like, and, and that was so good. She was, she was, like, talking you up the whole entire episode, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're gone, bitch. And you know what? If I had the opportunity to kick Bunny off this tour, I would kick her off this tour. And if I had an opportunity, I'm just like, um, no, so it's, it, it's, it's cool to, like, kind of be part of you know like you know some of the original og drag race girls and being able to still be able to like interact on the on the main stage well i mean i enjoyed doing all stars with you and all the rest of the girls it was such a fun experience for me but i want to close out our podcast with playing a fill in the blank game and this is all quotation like speaking as in you um (laughs) I should have blank. I should have... And it can be a couple of words. Just fill in the blank. Well, I should have... uh, I don't fucking know. I should have an answer for this blank question. (laughs) I I don't know what I should have. Um, My least favorite television show is... Um, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 9. <gasps> oh! Bitch! <laughs> Why? Because... Uh, because Trinity the Tuck is in it. Whatever. <laughs> You're a whore. You're a whore. <laughs> um, I love Christmas because... 
Um, you get presents. Yes. What's your favorite present you've ever gotten? Actually, I, I, I'm actually lying. I, I actually hate Christmas now. Do you? Yeah, I don't like. Here's the here's the deal. The last several years, I've been working on Christmas tours, and I never have time to actually do the proper shopping experience for people. So I end up like late, waiting to the last minute, and then getting people like shitty gifts that I ne- would have never got them in the first place. And then I just feel like an asshole because people give me thoughtful gifts, and I end up giving them like crap that I've like just find on Amazon. Girl, I, I'm so like when uh, the, this tour uh, when I leave like the airport or the hotel or something like that and I'm Ubering to the venue um, they're, they're always asking what are you in town for? And I'm always like Oh, I'm doing a Christmas show. You saw whenever we were in a Uber together yeah. once. And um, <clears throat> we don't mention that the drag. We part. don't mention the drag part because girl, who wants to have to explain that? And they ask a thousand questions. So it's just like they're like, oh, you must enjoy doing the, the the a Christmas show, and you're thinking to yourself, no, bitch, like it's not enjoyable. I mean, it is fun, but it's not it's not as like Christmassy cheery as you think because. You're having to travel. You're not in the Christmas spirit as like somebody in the audience watching, girl. Yeah, and when you're doing a Christmas show, like all of your costumes have fur on them, and they're all like you know hot, and uh. <laughs> you're wearing earmuffs and mittens. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, okay. So the so the last one <laughs> okay, blank is blank. gonna be when I drink alcohol, I blank get messy. And I also get tired, which is a new thing for me. What do you mean messy? I get a little messy. Like a messy bottom? Or... <laughs> <laughs> is that the rumor? I'm a messy bottom? Um, no, I'm just, a, I'm, a, I'm just a mess. But no, actually, I, I get tired nowadays. Yeah. This is, th- this is sad. I used to be able to party all night until I threw up, and then I would party some more. And now I, am, I, I drink alcohol, and I'm just like, I want to go to bed now. It's lame. I mean, I think it's probably just the, the fact that I've been doing this for 15 years that it's like, okay, alcohol is like starting to lose effect on me. <laughs> Girl, I don't drink, but when I do drink, it's, it's just like, it's the same thing. I'm just tired. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm, I'm an old, boring drag queen. Well, it some takes me a lot to get drunk these days. Like, my tolerance has gotten so high as a drag queen. And, you know... I still love drinking. I'm, I feel like I'm going to drink tonight because we're, we're in Denver, which means that we're at high altitude, which means it doesn't take as much alcohol to get drunk. Well, and this is my last show with you here on this tour. So we have to... We have to party, girl! Yeah, we're going to party! Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. We have went over an hour, which is unusual for me on these. So I've enjoyed chatting. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks and, for having me. <laughs> and before we go, I want to leave you with some wise words that my grandmother would always say. Mm. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. (laughs) (laughs) I like your grandma. (laughs) Until next time, thank you so much, and we'll see ya. Bye. Bye.